we want to do. Okay, so let me just say to everybody. Hi, everybody. It's Ancient Wisdom for Modern Seekers, and we're here with the most wonderful man in the whole world. <laughs> Swami Ji, Swami Sarvadevananda Ji from the Hollywood Temple, the Vedanta Society of Southern California. And, and we are live in person in Camarillo. It's been two years since we've gathered in person as a group. So this is a really special time and we're glad you're joining us online as well. So I'm just going to turn it over to Swami Ji and let him do his thing. Okay, can you see there? Good. Thank yeah, there you are. Okay. <laughs> so I'm also very extremely happy to see you all, our old friends. And two years passed such quick, uh, in a such quick uh, moment as it were. But to see you all is a great joy. So the point is that. But we are here for the one purpose. Our life is short and we want to utilize the life in the best possible way by making the success of life. What is the success of life? Success of life is the achievement of our worldly goals. Normally that is our normal idea, achieving our goals of going to school, getting college, getting good job, getting good um, recognition in the world, and all these. But we all know that this recognition and this don't satisfy totally us. So that's why the higher values of life, which we are for here, to finding the purpose and meaning of life and why we are here, what to gain ultimately. So this is the purpose we are all here and happy that some of the sincere people in the world eh, who are seeking for God, like us, we are assembled together. So we'll continue with your enthusiasm every month at least, if I return this way on the way to from Santa Barbara to Hollywood, yeah. but sometimes traffic is uh, it's beyond our control. It's, it, we're yeah. willing to wait for you. <laughs> <laughs> so, good. So now, today, we, we, uh, we are reading the book Bhakti Yoga, but I have not planned anyway because uh, where we ended, we all forgot. Well, yeah, I don't, let me uh, see where I think but, we are. But if you, we can, today we can make it a casual class like yeah. that. You can put some question and then we can uh, talk about those problems of life, no? Today, yeah. I can start with little some few words. We, we are talking about yeah, big picture. Mm. In life, we have small pictures, small goals. One goal finished, then we do not know what is the next goal. Uh, we went to school, when school is finished, then we have to think, oh, which college will go, which, uh, another goal fixed, another goal fixed. But unending such goals, but not knowing what is the big goal, uh, big purpose, big re reason of our being here. So we are discussing that. We live with our limited vision 
and limited perspective, can we live in a bigger way? Can we feel that we have something greater, greater thing to achieve? And the greatest thing to achieve is to know who we are. We talk about the world, we talk about the success failures, all these worldly things, but we rarely talk about why we are who we are and why, why, why is the destination of our life's journey? And what is that? So simply we call it God. No? God is the big picture. God is that unchangeable reality that is the real picture. This is all limited. It is born, it will die. It has its all six changes. Birth, growth, adulthood, then declining, and old age, death. Sarabhikara, the will of these six changes everyone goes through. And also our mind also gets like that. It's every day, it matures and matures and matures. But ultimate maturity is where? Ultimate maturity of mind is that when mind gives us a glimpse of that which is beyond. And that beyond is not sitting in somewhere in the heaven. That beyond is here itself. We have to tap it here. How to tap that? and how to go into that direction, to find that eternal bliss here and within us, to make the life meaningful, blissful, peaceful. That is the purpose of life. No? That's the big picture to be, we have to think day and night of ourselves. Not to think that we are limited, we are born here and we are die, that's the end of life. No, we are born to know who we are and we have to know that we are the children of eternal bliss. Upanishad declares, no? Srinantu Vishwe Amritasya Putra Aje Dhamani Dibyaritastu Vedahometam Purushang Mahantam Aditya Varanam Tamasa Parasta Tamevo Viditva Otimetumeti Nana Pantha Vidyate ayanayo nana pantha vidyate ayanayo nana pantha vidyate ayanayo What a clarion call of the sages in the Upanishads, no? Listen, listen, sinnan to Vishwe, oh, people of the entire universe who live in the high heaven. Listen. I have known that truth. You are the children of immortal bliss. You are immortal. You are child of immortal bliss. Not, for, not coming from the changeful universe of dying and decaying and disease and suffering. No, you are birthright is, your eternal birthright is that blissfulness. Nectar, eternal nectar. So, Vishwe Amritasaputra. You are all children of immortal bliss. Ajidhamani. Eh? Who are living not only in the earth, planet in the earth. Go to the high heavens, heavens, and think about whatever the heavenly abodes are there. Listen, all the people there, gods and angels. I have known Vedaham eh? Etam. I have known Etam. 
Viraahumitam Purusham. That consciousness. Mahantam, the grand Purusha. The grand eternal conscious entity I have, I have experienced it. And Purusham Mahantam. Aditavaram, what is that nature? It is of the form of effulgence, like that of sun. And which destroys all tamasa parasta, beyond all tamas, beyond all darkness, all ignorance. And knowing that only, tam eva viditva, only knowing that truth, tam eva viditva, otimrittum, mrittu, the death. We are all fearful about every day for what? I want, don't want to die. No? So why do we go to doctor? Something has happened, let it go. No. We go to cure ourselves, to leave. It is a human character. It's not human. A plant, a crawling worm, even your all the bacteria which is troubling us. Virus. Virus. All these bacteria, they are also struggling. I don't want to die. You try to kill them. I said, no, I won't die. They are, that's why they are what you call? Mutating. Mutating. Adjusting it from that level. Uh, to us, we don't want to die. Who wants to die in the world? No, I want to live in this world. But living in this way is not permanent. No one is living. We don't have any instant from the history, from beginning till now, living. Okay, one can live 100 years. Oh, there is a great story. Someone is living for 110 years. Oh, one is 150 years. Maybe. Then what? Rama lived 180. 180. Rama. Okay. <laughs> Rama. 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 <laughs> but I see, I saw a yogi in the Himalayas. I went one time to Himalayas and Uttar Kashi, I was there. And I heard that there is a yogi. Yogis can live longer, no? But longer means what? Is it within the time frame or is it beyond time? So I went there with another Swami. And he is a big, robust body of the born uh, in Punjab. And then he is a yogi. He is living that 350 years. Oh. So what talking about 150 years? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a tremendous form. Uh, that also we do not know how many years is it. So 350 years. Unbelievable. Then I thought that why they're talking. Some people are creating that, uh, increasing the duration of the life, <laughs> lifespan. Mm -hmm. That no, that villagers are saying, this Jogi Baba is here. And he's a hotter Jogi. Uh, how would they know to increase the lung longevity of the body? And he is 350 years. He, the, those who are testifying, they said, my father, his father, his father. So generation... They say that they saw this the holy yogi here. So my point is that even 350, even 1,000 years is in that span of time, it is death. So to cross death means to cross this going and coming and feeling this limitation of ours. No? How? And only one way the Upanishad says, tam eva viditva, knowing that eternal consciousness which is effulgent in its nature. 
which is beyond all darkness and ignorance. That is the only way to reach that immortality. And it is our birthright. Every one of us are able to do that. So this is the conclusion, the goal, the final goal of ours. We look very small, petty, tiny, but in us, there is the same potential power of manifesting that infinite energy. So we are reading this Bhakti Yoga. Bhakti is one of the uh, paths to which we can love who is inside, calling him God, calling him Rama, calling him Krishna, calling him uh, Christ or Buddha or Ramakrishna, whatever. Huh? And loving them gradually, gradually, feeling detached from this, entering into that eternal uh, reality of ours. So this is the whole purpose of our life. And these classes are to remind us of our eternal home every now and then. We forget that how much we talk about life long, we talk, but we forget now and then again and again. So to live a life which will lead us to that eternal joy and eternal peace, uh, that should be the goal of our study, goal of our being together. And it's a very important issue. We pay attention to the mundane things of life. If someone lose, say, share market is going down now, no? Very bad. And we are really concerned about that. And how long it will go on, when it will rise up, God knows only, no? And really we are concerned. Are you concerned about your eternal asset? That I am that eternal bliss. I am that limitless joy. I have no birth. I have no death. I am that. I am forgetting that and walking in the world like a beggar. Is it not a serious thing? So we have to think about that. Yeah, Swami, I have a question. Yeah. So you're talking about the big picture, which I think we all understand, the big important things of life. But at the same time, Every single day we wake up and we have this to-do list and we have all these responsibilities and we have to, you know, go to the grocery store and pay the bills and put gas in the car and gas prices are up and we have to go to work and all that kind of stuff. So how do we, yeah. how do we um, keep our mind on the big picture when we're so mired in the little details all the time? That's true. That's, that, that is called practical Vedanta. That is possible that we'll have to do it. And we can't do that. These people who have realized, they don't come that they, in their life there is problem. Not the problem like us today. We think our problem is bigger problem. A child thinks child's problem is bigger one. <laughs> you know, a baby thinks baby's problem is bigger than your problem. And you think that what is their problem? We are burdened with all this tax payment, these, that, all this collection of money and doing job, etc. No? Everyone thinks that their problem is the biggest problem. But we are in problem, they were in problem. True, your question is very pertinent. Otherwise, it is a theoretical talk. In life situation, we have to cope up with. But we can also see, do our things. That's what is to be done. What is necessary to take action in the physical level. Because it is happening in the physical level. We mix up two things. We have different identities. We have a physical identity, which is I am the body. My body is separate from your body, your body, your body. No? Everyone's body is different. And body has its 
good condition, bad condition, then you take the medicine, these that could keep it on uh, in proper way. Mental state, we have another. Mentally, we are all different. Intellectually, we are all different. And emotionally, we are all different. But there is one thing which is not different. If you go deeper inside, who is talking? Who is seeing? Either seeing, no, go, go, go. Who is seeing in you? Who is seeing you now this waking experience? Who is seeing your dream experience? Who is seeing when you are sleeping? You say, I slept. Who is that I? Catch him. That I has never left me. Now he is with me. When I dream, it will be with me. When I sleep, that time also he is awake. That's why you call God inside. So we have to do our duties in the physical problem, in the physical level. Mental problem, in mental level. Intellectual problem, in intellectual level. But behind all these levels, there is the shining God inside. So we have to hold on to God. Do the problem, solve the problem, and then give it to God. That's the simple formula in Bhakti Yoga also, Karma Yoga also. You do your duties because it is to be done. I am living in the physical world. I have my hunger. I am to eat. I am to go to cook. I am to go to shopping. I have to earn money. These are necessary and it should be done. But at the same time, what is making me go to shopping place? How can I move without consciousness behind? Big picture. We can say as a devotee, oh Lord, you are behind me. Guide me. Hold me. And so we can remember God and do the same. That will actually release us from our deep burden. We, we will do everything much better if we know that is what is to be done, is done. No? In the Bhagavad Gita, it is said, no? uh, you do your karma, but keeping your mind in, in the Atman. Yogastha Kuru Karman. The formula is given uh, that Yogastha, being united in Yoga, staying in Yoga. Yogastha Kuru, do Karmani. All your karmas, daily duties, chores, whatever. Yogastha Kuru Karmani. Sangantak. But how we do? We do. We do the karma. Everyone does the karma. From morning, we did all the activities, whatever we have to do. No? But we do with attachment. We do, I am doing, and I should be praised, and I should have some certain achievement to reach. No, I have no goal to achieve. I do the work totally, wholeheartedly, and then I am at the test. That is the freedom. We don't take that freedom. I am detached. How can we be detached? Because I am unchanging reality behind. My body, mind, I am doing and engaging body, mind into the action. Yogastha, Guru Karmani, Shangam Taktva, giving up. Shangam is association, Shangam is attachment. Shangam Taktva. And Yogastha, Guru Karmani, Shangam Taktva. Uh, what is the verse? Who can say? Dhananjaya, then 
योगस्तकृकर्माणी संगन त्यक्त धनंजय गूगल कैन से सो एनी वे पॉइंट इज दैट वी कैन डू वर्क बट एट द सेम टाइम थिंक दैट आई एम डूइंग बाय द पावर ऑफ गॉड ओ लॉर्ड भक्त विल से डिवोटी विल से ओ लॉर्ड बाय योर पावर आई एम डूइंग नो इफ द बिहाइंड मी देयर इज नो कॉन्शियसनेस i cannot see i cannot speak i cannot look i cannot breathe uh, so that practice should be done with the bigger way yogastha kurkarmani sangam tekta dhananjayo siddhi asiddha siddha asiddhau samubhutva samattam yoga uchchate ha siddhi and asiddhi success and failure whatever comes i did my best Why I am bothering about failure or success? Success comes, thank God. Failure comes, thank God. Shiddhya shiddhu samuhutva, thinking they are all same to me. I cannot do much more. So I, when he was driving, our Rakhal was driving me. He found any road, and then he, it will be little less. So he says, "Let us go." So we drove to what is called uh, Ohio. that that right and then he came back we are doing our best if it is late he saying oh we'll be late and okay let it be late what can i do you can relax but we can also be very tensed we can be rasty we can be very angry with someone cutting me all these things will happen but this is the way how to live in the world you this yoga sthakuru karmani you do your work being established in the yoga means karma yoga here with full attention perfect focus he was driving very speedily <laughs> and trying to come here as early as possible he cannot do much more yeah that should be the our attempt you should not be lazy okay traffic is there okay <laughs> but but i am he's taking the best means no as fast as possible as best exit we can take these that and then it happens shiddha shiddha if you can reach okay good thank god if we cannot reach thank god <laughs> so late okay i have nothing to do in this area but i can trouble myself by taking the responsibility why 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 that's the bigger picture do my duty yogastha Sangha only detached. This detachment is the actual spiritual practice. To keep detached with our any action we do, who mind does not allow that. Yeah, I think that's a good point. I remember in the Gita, doesn't it? Krishna says somewhere in the Gita to Arjuna, "Always do your best because everything you do does count." Yeah. Yeah. True. whatever is your duty what else we can do we can do our best and when we are not tensed our focus remains there our performance become best when we are really uh, very much worried and full of anxiety we do mistakes but when we are calm and serene do the best total concentration total focus that much is Within our jurisdiction, and then siddhya siddhu samovutwa. If whatever success comes, 
or failure comes. You keep your mind cool because there is a divine will going on, no? God's will. Ramakrishna said even the leaf does not move without the will of God. Everything in the world is happening by divine will. In the divine will, the one star is hitting another star. One galaxy is going into a black hole. Is your will or my will or who am I here? And we think about our little petty life. Oh, what has happened this, that. Everything from petty to the big one. It is all in the jurisdiction of the cosmic play. So if we know, understand this, that is the big picture. I am all in my own role. No? Think of the infinite ocean. Think of the Pacific Ocean. Infinite number of ripples and waves and bubbles and foams are going up. No? All are playing, dancing, huh? and jumping. Everything, activity going on. Whose will? Any one particular wave is designing that? Yeah. What is the cosmic plan? Wind will come, how speedily it will come, how the air will be heated and will suck the uh, <laughs> air. So all this is happening, there is a master plan. So you do your duty, you do your purpose. Whatever to be done, the best intelligent mind should be applied to solve the problems of life. But at the same time, to know that we should detach from that. Do that answer. Do that. And of course, your performance will be the best performance, rather than anyone who is half-hearted and who is thinking of 50% of the mind is going in anxiety. Most of the students make their bad result. Why? Because the day, first day's result, first day they give the examination. And he thought or she thought that I had not done well. And compare the results. Particularly the examination, the mathematics examination, no? We used to do that. As soon as you come out, then you compare. Hey, what is the result of question mm -hmm. number one? Mm -hmm. uh, answer. Question answer, answer. What is the answer of question one? What was the pipe? And you you say, oh, your is not matching. Then you get anxiety. <laughs> and ultimately you saw that yes, yours is wrong. Then my God, what I did, and the next day's examination ruined. <laughs> But if, if this formula has been taken, I did my best, examination is over, and paper has been submitted, forget about that. Success, failure come. And that, that boy or girl can use his or her own talent forcefully, joyfully, cheerfully for the next day. So in our life also, every experience, we should have to do our best and give it to God or the big picture. Then samattam yoga uchchati. That is called the yoga. This, this sameness, this, this one thing which is, you can feel that it is, mind is not ruffled, mind is not disturbed, this peace which remains in the heart. Mm -hmm. What is our social responsibility? Because like, I know we have responsibility for ourselves and to, you know, strive to become enlightened that we're living in a very divided world, that there's a lot of things going on that we want to, we want to help make a better world. How much responsibility should we take for that? That we'll have to decide how much, you know, if you have money, give some money to help. If you have some other skill, serve with that skill. If you have nothing, pray to God, oh Lord, please help. I feel for the suffering of others. I have nothing to do. I cannot do anything. 
in Ukraine, what is going on, what was going on. We prayed every day. We pray to Mother, we pray to God, whatever we say, offer flower for these people who are suffering. I cannot do anything more. It's not within my limit. If you have anything to do, please do, because we are serving. I am serving myself. By serving others, that's the Vedanta philosophy. Mm -hmm. Because one consciousness, by serving anyone, I am serving me, who is a part of the whole. Yeah, there's another quote from Krishna in the Gita that says, all that you do to help one another, you do for me. Yeah. There are no others. Right. But, 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 but Krishna says, it, everything is, goes to me. And Vivekananda preached the same way, right? He was very socially active in helping India. No, we see that it is, the only the explanation is different. He was really... Uh, he loved the whole humanity. India or America is not the question. American people, he scolded and he criticized seen idea. You are divine, you are divine, you are divine. And say, India's past glory is so great. And really, India's past is so glorious. So many saints and sages and in every field how India was developed like that. But when he goes back to India, he scores Indians. You people with this superstition, you like to do anything, you cannot do that. Come up, you have to do, serve the poor, serve the homeless, serve the widows, serve the women education, start the education for the women. So he was a world teacher, but it was for the love of humanity. And that love of humanity comes, he said in his uh, Karma Yuga lecture, that, you know, our, we, we are all, basically we are all one. But in name and form we are different. So his idea was that the, all the duties we confirm, that is I'm doing to myself. Suppose, given the example, if some thorn pricks at your feet, you feel that you are, you are, you are getting pain. If something happens in the back, you feel it's my back, my feet, my back. So there is no low and high. I get a hit here, I feel, I am feeling the pain here. So all over it is me, the whole universe is that reality. And Vivekananda tuned himself to that consciousness, the whole universe. That's why he was concerned about the suffering of all, suffering of everyone, and the joy of everyone. They feel joy with the joy of others. Ordinary people find jealous if someone is joyful. <laughs> Isn't there? There are people who cannot see that someone is smiling. They become jealous about the smile. But, but the holy people will be joyful seeing the joy of others. Will feel sad seeing the suffering of others. So, but I don't remember any incident that they are feeling really joyful about. They always say it's all suffering, suffering, no, and suffering. There are moments where everyone's joy. I say, Swamiji said, look at the smile of a baby. Uh, the mama and the mother, so see God there, see God there. He's finding joy there. But mostly, why suffering? Because suffering, people become. Uh, 
selfish and don't look at the suffering of others, there it becomes more dominant and prominent that their love flows uh, uninterrupted, like love of Christ and Buddhas. No? Buddha cried for the suffering of the animals, no? animal slaughter, animal killing. No? So, you know, their heart bleeds. No? He wanted to offer himself to save one swan. So that is the purpose, and there we resonate more. With the joy, everyone is joyful, no? When you go to a party, everyone is singing, dancing, eating, we also feel joy, is it not? That is uh, not to be very focused much. But when someone is suffering, who goes out of the way to help and to serve and to cry for them, weep for them, fight for them? No? That is the same. And God comes. To demonstrate that their love overflows. Do I yes. see if there's any questions? Any questions from any anyone? Now we we keep hearing over the years that uh, we are not the doers, God is the doers. But that, that says that theory or teaching level, how do you bring that into a identification? How do you make that real for our daily life? Okay. So repeat the question. And repeat the question away again. Uh, the, the, the question huh? is, uh, <coughs> we might have responsibilities, but we also have heard for a long time, we are not the doers, God is the doer. Mm -hmm. so, so, so we have responsibility on one side, and we say God is the doer. So these are two contradictory ideas. No. Yes, not too contradictory, too state of mind. When I am not the doer, then you have no responsibility. I am not the doer. Suppose a robot is controlled by somebody and robot does something, no one blames the robot who is controlling. The car is driving, no one blames the car, but the driver, who is driving? So because that is a high state of devotion, when I know that everything is God's doing, I am nobody, I am nothing, I am zero. In that condition, no, no duty. Look at the, the baby. The baby is born, what is his duty? Because he has no ego, he has no duty, but he controls the whole home. <laughs> Mom, dad, grandfather, grandmother, everyone is running after That's the baby. True. He's smiling, everyone smiles, he cries, everyone cries. <laughs> See, no responsibility. He has no responsibility for anyone. Rather, you have to take responsibility of that baby. But baby is always cheerful. Uh, the baby is crying, crying, smiling, smiling. That makes the whole that that is the egolessness state. That is a great state in devotion. We cannot bring that into our consciousness because whatever I say God does, I know I am doing. <laughs> no, our ego is <laughs> subtle way, it pops up from within. So, so that's why we have our responsibility. Can you tell that story again about <laughs> the, the one man who kept saying, oh, it is God's will or it's Rama's will? Oh, or oh, that. Uh, and that story, you know, Ramakrishna said that there was a one <clears throat> good holy man, an ordinary householder person. So it was hot summer and he could not sleep inside the room. So he was brought his camp cot outside 
and he was lying there and cool breeze just dozing up. And suddenly some um, highway robbers, uh, they, they were passing by. They wanted to stole so many things. So they are, they are unable to carry themselves. They're thinking to find anybody and found that that hefty guy is lying there and pushed him, hey, get up and, and carry these things for us. So the poor guy went there and carried the load, all, all these items, stolen items. And then this journey he was going and then he was taken to jail, etc. The police came and all played away and then, and then he was presented before the judge. The Ramakrishna story goes on. He says, the judge asked, tell me what has happened? Why have you stolen all these things? He said, sir, by Rama's will, it was a hot night, summer. I, by Rama's will, I could not sleep inside the room. By Rama's will, I have a camp cot and I took it outside. And I was sleeping in the open air. By Rama's will, these burglars are going on. And by Rama's will, they're carrying so many theft items. By Rama's will, they post me and force me to carry their load. By Rama's will, I was going on. And by Rama's will, police came. And by that, seeing the police all ran away. By Rama's will, I was caught. By Rama's will, I was taken to the jail last night. And by Rama's will, they have brought me before you, sir. So, it's everything is Rama's will. He has no complaint. He has no anger. And the judge understood. But yes, he's a genuine person in those days story. So they released him. But you know, but Rama's will, it was hot summer is Rama's will. I was sleeping by Rama's will. The theft that as they have done, I am trapped into it. That is Rama's will. They can make me forcefully carry. And that was Rama's will. I was put to jail. That was Rama's will. And today I'm being presented to the uh, judge, that's also Ramaji. I do not know. You want to punish me, be, give punishment or whatever. This is the fact. So this is the person who has no ego. All knows Rama's will. Rama's. It's a high state of mind. And there is no tension for that person. Those who live in that state of mind, they have no tension. As we sleep during sleeping time, night time, we have no tension. Tension is now. What will happen now? Shall I have to, after six o'clock, I'll have to do this. And if I don't go, what will happen? All these anxieties, worries, and say, but when you sleep well, where is your duty, responsibility? Where does it go? So we should be like childlike, the two state. One state, like a child, and everything is dependent on God. So everything is happening, good and bad. These are all God's will. And when I'm not in that state, Really, I have some sense of ego. I should have to utilize that ego in a proper way. Just uh, take the responsibility to be better. If we take responsibility, then we can correct ourselves. We can improve ourselves. Anyone else have a question? I said she was asking, what is the question? Okay, so hang on, let me What's find your the name? chat. Yeah? Hi, Pranav Swamiji, my name is Kat. Kat. Yes, she's yes. a friend um, of my, She's in that niche song guy. Yeah. Yes. Uh, my question is, uh, how can we be sure that we're, I guess, loving God unselfishly? Because so many times motives sneak into our heads when we're devotees. And we don't notice them at first, but then they take hold of us. 
how can we be sure that our devotion or our bhakti is genuine and unselfish? Hmm. Did everyone hear that? She said, how can we be sure that our devotion is genuine and unselfish? Yeah. If it is unselfish, only we'll know that whatever comes from God, I accept it without murmur. It happens. If you love somebody, your friend, if he sometimes angry or does something, you don't mind it. So when you love God and real genuine love goes for him, so whatever comes from him is a blessing. Because it has come from a beloved's hand. Uh, sorrow comes, suffering comes, joy comes, pleasure comes, pain comes. It is all gift from God. So that type of feeling will generate. Uh, that's why really the mystic poets, they sing songs like that. That, uh, oh my beloved Lord, uh, you have given me so much suffering to make me free from this suffering. So he's not complaining. Why did you give this suffering? As Rajani Kant used to say, Tai bujiya doyal, you love me, oh my beloved Lord. And understanding that, to wipe out my bad karmas, you have given me tremendous a disease, incurable disease. And the pain and suffering so intense. How much love you love me. It is your love. So that is called genuine love. Because we know he is my mom, he is my dad. Whatever he is doing, he is doing for my good. You know, in early days, medicine, medical science was not that much developed. So you have some abscess or something like that. Doctors used to come, uh, no anesthesia. <laughs> they used to, then two, three people will press you down and they'll do the operation and you shout and cry. And uh, okay, then they put gauze and other things. Huh? So, but this is painful. But if someone thinks, Oh, he's doing for my benefit. It is for my good he is doing. It is not punishing me. The punishing God to loving God. That is Judeo-Christian religion. There is the point. In Judaism, there is God is the punishing God. Our Old Testament says, you do this, you'll be thrown like that. You do this, in Hinduism also, you do this, you go to this hell. You go this, do this hell. Huh? Out of fear, we love God. That is one level of love. Fearful God. And the transcendent Christ came. It is called a loving God. Uh, he came to only love and protection and care. So that is the transition it happens from. And every religion starts with God with fear. In our Vedic literature, we find Indra. Standing in the rod in hand. And to, uh, that's why, oh Indra, please protect us. There are so many prayers in the Vedas, you'll find that. Uh, oh Rudra, don't kill us, don't destroy mm -hmm. us. No, God is no love. God is out of fear by God holding a hand, rod, rod in hand. Thunderbolt. Eh? Thunder <laughs> so that's the point. But that transforms into loving God. What he's doing? He's my mom, he's my dad. What he is doing? Everything for my good. He has no personal intention of doing anything 
but only my good. So when this conviction comes gradually, it's a development of spiritual life. It may not come in one day, it will take time, but we can start practicing that whatever comes for comes for our good. Now there is another story, better to end with another story. Whatever is done, is done for the good. God does everything what is good for me. It's a theory, no? So that story, the two friends, one was a prince, another was the son of the minister. Minister's son and the king's son, their two friends, they went into a deep forest for maybe for uh, hunting or some other purpose. And then when they are driving, the prince uh, scratched his arm through some thorn or something. It was bleeding. And the other friend, he said, oh, whatever happens, it is for the good of us. <laughs> and the friend got angry. What? I am bleeding. And you were saying, whatever happens, it is for the good of us, and God does everything good. Okay, let me see. So he was both in the horses and going to some distance and found there is a big well. And while he was two side by side going, he pushed him and, in a, and he fell into the well. Then he said, hey, whatever is done, done for the good. God does everything good. No? Okay, so the, the, the friend was in the well and is infested with all unused things. So there's dirty and this and that snake, thing, etc. It's a horrible situation he's suffering there. And this friend said, okay, you told me when my arm was bleeding, it is God's will, very good. God loves you and it's all, all good for you and it's for you. Okay, stay here. And he was going on and suddenly, in the, they found that one group of people were searching for a, a, a nice person to slaughter. Tantra, tantra, tantra practice, there is a human sacrifice. And they found a prince, no? What better person will be there if they were to slaughter, to gain the heaven, to get all these powers they will get. So they caught him and then took him to the place and he was then taken to bath and this and that and clean and then brought it and he was going to be slaughtered. And the chief priest came and he was checking on his body and he found that his whole body is all scratched and bleeding, so much wound. Then he, he scolded these people. You brought this, this cannot be offered to God. It is scratched. It should be pure body, unclean body. Get out. And they throw him away. <laughs> so then he, then he thought, oh my God. So anyhow, he escaped from that trap and was going and found and he remembered his friend. Then he went there. And then found that the, the, the struggling friend in the, in the depth of the well. And then he helped him to pull out and came out. And then he said, please forgive me, brother. The prince is saying to the, the other friend that please forgive me. 
I out of anger, I didn't understand God's will. Really, really, I was saved because of the scratch. And you said that everything happens for God's will, no? And I, please forgive me, I was so brutal and I was so unmannerly that I pushed you into the will. What I should not do, please, please. Then he said, brother, everything happens for God's will. Everything is for our well-being. The, the prince said, what? Well, no, had we been together, now think what would have happened. You would be released. I would have been slaughtered. So whatever is done by God is for the good of us. Beautiful story. <laughs> but to understand is difficult. Uh, when it happens with us, to understand. So those who are childlike, simple, spiritually developed, they will think everything is happening for my well-being, for my spiritual growth, ultimate well-being. I do not know. I can see. My eyes are not that clear to see, but unforeseen effect is there behind. So this is that's good. Beautiful. So, so we should end with a prayer. Remember this. Remember this. It's been so long. You guys all have your. Okay. So the ending ones. Which one? Tomeva. Tomeva. Okay. So on the on the page Last three. Page. Yes. On page three, where it starts, Om Tomeva. Okay. Sing with Swami. Om Tomeva Mata. Chapita Tomeva, Tomeva Bandhuscha, Chakat Tomeva, Tomeva Vidya, Dravinan Tomeva, Tomeva Sarvam, Mama Deva Deva, Om Shanti, 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 Hari, Om Tatsar. Thou alone art my mother, my father art thou alone. Thou alone art my friend, my companion art thou alone. Thou alone art my knowledge, my wealth art thou alone. Thou alone art my all in all. Oh, oh God of God. Oh, peace, peace, peace. Oh, Kaino Acha Buddhyatmanawa Prakriti Swavava Karomi Yat Sakalang parasmai narayanayeti samarpayami. Om Shanti, Shanti, Shanti. Whatever we do through our bodies, speech, mind, senses, intellect, soul, or through innate natural tendencies, all that we dedicate as an offering to the Supreme Lord. Om peace, peace, peace.
Thank you very much, everybody, for coming. I'm going to turn off the recording now. We'll hopefully we'll see you next month. Thank you. Thank you, Mitra Sen. Nice to see you. And who am I seeing? Let's see if we can view gallery here. Gallery here. Oh, yeah, it's good.